Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil and Die. Well, uh, thank you for that, Chris. Great job, as per usual. Sounds like you have a bit of a tickle in your throat. You might want to take a lozenge or... Stop tickling me, uh, uh, virus. Yeah. Um, guys, this is an exciting episode for us. Because we have a special guest joining us today, uh, comedian, uh, and and you sound very excited as well. Well, I am Drink excited. Drink that tea, James. Yeah, Drink that we're recording tea. this one a little bit earlier than usual. Um, this is when James usually wakes up. Oh hell it's yeah! One p.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's do a second take. Okay, right. Hit we, it. We want the audience to really get jazzed for our guest, James. Okay. You're on. Three, two. This is so exciting. Our next guest is an amazing comedian. She's so funny. She has a new album coming out. You gotta check her out, guys. Jackie Pirico. Thanks, guys. Thanks for taking that again for me. I needed that. Today. No problem. I needed that enthusiasm after the coffee shop we were just at, and the barista saw me and said, Are you a comedian? And I said, Yeah. And they were like, Yeah, I've seen you. Yeah. So that felt really good for that type no, of like, enthusiasm. No, like you were funny or anything. I hate that kind of non-compliment. Yeah, it's like a non. It's a non-compliment. It's not. It's a non-comment. Even. And then, yeah. and then you were like, "Oh, but my friends here, Michael and James, are also comedians." Yes. And the barista was like, kind of just went like, uh. like was actually visibly disgusted. I think. And then said, "I can't escape it." Yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, know how you could have escaped this by um, not bringing it up. <laughs> People are trying to be funny all around me. <laughs> yeah, the barista was literally like are you a comedian yeah i've seen your act yeah how do you not follow that up with oh, it was so funny or like really yeah, funny but or know something. what i said or just don't mention chip sadarsky chip Zdarsky's walking by i guess hey, he's chip. going to the sweet oh, potato chip. to go shopping oh, former wow. guest former, former guest. guest but also jackie was a former guest yeah oh yeah she's I'm a back for- i'm former and present simultaneously yes. jackie is the first guest backy first double really? first double guest yep <gasps> You I'm know, the first double guest. Yep. Yeah, double guest. If I could go back in time to any time in history, I would go back to s- when you were a baby. <laughs> and, and just kill? hang out with you. And k- no, I oh, didn't wait. say that. You promised you, no. you would just hang I'm out just with hang me. Out with yeah. you. What are you doing with this baby, Mike? <laughs> well, I would say you're going to be a very funny woman when you grow up. <laughs> Imagine if my parents walked in on you standing beside my crib and they're like, what are you doing? Who are you? And you'd say, don't worry. I just travel through time. I'm from a podcast. You'll know about it in the future. Here's the paradox that's taxing my mind right now. 
Jackie's already really amazing and hilarious. So was Mike there the whole time, and he's just thinking of the idea now? But it's already yeah, been a exactly. time loop of him doing it. Yes, yeah. like because wow. or was he it. not there, and she's already funny? And if Mike does go back, it could for make the her first not time, funny. It'll yeah, mess you could with the timeline. I, I didn't think this through. Maybe, <laughs> maybe blow your fucking brains out. <laughs> maybe the man standing beside my crib traumatized me so much that I never made a joke in my life. I don't want to be, make a joke because there was a weird, a nefarious shadow man <laughs> haunting me my whole childhood. Can I tell you why I think that Mike, this is why I think Mike did actually go back in time. Because okay. my parents fam- famously tell me that when I was a baby, I was a really good sleeper for the first like year and a half of my life. I was like sleeping, no problem, sleep through the night, never fuss. And then literally from one day to the next, I became a terrible sleeper. And was like trying to break out of my crib and like having really bad sleeps. So it's probably right when, when Mike, Mike visited me. Yeah. 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 And I was over your crib going, You're gonna grow up to be a very funny woman. <laughs> There's Jackie before Mike's arrival yeah. and Jackie after yeah. Mike's arrival. BM and AM. <laughs> BM. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get much done in uh, BM in the BM era. What does BM stand for? Before Mike. Oh. <laughs> uh, and after Mike. Oh, I thought it was okay. Yeah. yeah. You thought it was poo and poo poo pee pee stuff. Yeah, and bowel movement. No, 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 tisk, no, tisk, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Well, but your new album, as James mentioned, is called Splash Pad. Yes, brand new album. Yeah, it's available. Everywhere, now? yes, it's available now. It's available <clears throat> on all stream stores. It's on Bandcamp as well because people kept asking me, like, mm-hmm. I want to buy it, but I don't have Apple. And I'm yeah. like, oh shit, yeah. I never put my first one on Bandcamp. So I've I, been thinking Bandcamp's a Bandcamp. good idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Bandcamp Fridays are a thing where like yeah. something good happens. But anyways, it's available everywhere. I'm really Great. happy with it. I'm really excited about it. How much is your suggested price on Bandcamp? Five, ten, mm, ten. Go ten. Yeah, yeah. I went okay. ten. You is your s- album good or? I think it's really good. <laughs> some of these albums, these There's comedians no way are releasing. It's not really good. Yeah, yeah, but some people yeah, not are releasing. Every album is good. People are releasing some real dog shit albums and charging more than that. Uh, so You're good right. for you. Thank yeah. you so much. And you know what? I feel like because <laughs> this true, is my though. second I mean, one. Jesus. Yeah, there's we're not a lot being of, like assholes. No, we're not. Actually, we're if it wasn't for shitty critics. comedy, if it wasn't for shitty comedy, I would never have started comedy. Because when I was a cocktail waitress at a comedy club, people say, "How did you get into it?" And I said, "Really, frankly." It was from serving drinks and seeing so much shitty comedy. I'm like, wow. surely I can do this if they're yeah. doing this. And you really can do it. Thanks. Right, so Let me say something about the shitty comedians that are releasing shitty albums, though, first, James, if you don't mind. Mm. Listen up, shitty comedians. Chris <laughs> is about to drop some knowledge. They're, they're really nice, though. Some of them. <laughs> oh, my God. It's worse if they're not nice, eh? My I'd God. Say. Actually, it's kind of emotionally worse if they are nice because it's yes, hard it's to reconcile. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, well, I was just going to go, so you were a waitress at a comedy bar, right? <laughs> yes, I was for years. It didn't really work after you guys had already gone down that road, but I still want to no, know. Yeah, I, I, I was You were a cocktail yeah, waitress? Yeah, the comedy nest are in you Montreal. you to say it? Or is I it, think so. Yeah, what was non-disclosure it? thing? Uh, no, I never signed an NDA. Okay. I was was that a fun job? It was really good because I was a, I was brand new to Montreal. I was a student. I mm-hmm. needed a job that I didn't have to speak French at because my French wasn't like my French was okay, but not good enough for like a public facing like hospitality yeah. job. So it was an all English speaking comedy club, and mm-hmm. and I, I actually became a very good server there because I was really quiet. 
like during the show, I could like sneak around. I could, I have really good balance. So I could like balance trays and get really low. And I would kind of signify to the people when I'm talking to them, like, like what, what else do you want? If they were like another Coke, I'd be like, okay. And I'd kind of like coach them to be quiet. Wow. The acts never saw me. I, I mean, you probably follow Jackie on Instagram and TikTok, right? Um, no, I'm not very strong on TikTok. Okay, Instagram. Snapchat. Uh, you are strong on Instagram. <laughs> Big following. Thanks. Uh, you will know that Jackie is good with animals. Uh, yes, I think so. And that probably came so. into play at the comedy night. Yeah, you're kind of wrangling people, yeah. like, you know, kind of. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, easy you girl. <laughs> easy girl. Yeah, easy. <laughs> it's like a bachelorette uh, party. You're feeding, yeah, feeding oats years. to someone at a <laughs> yeah, right up hand. Make a fist <laughs> yeah. first, present your fist, open up the Putting palm. them in a cardboard box bed you made. <laughs> yeah, with newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did that for years. I did that like off and on for years, like pretty much throughout my whole time there. Were the comedians generally nice to you, or were you ever like you became a bigger comedian than them, and you remember they were mean to you? And you're um, like, no, you. no one was ever, no one was ever mean. Um, there certainly were because it was a different time back then. It was like mm. two thousand six, seven, Bro-y? eight. It was a little more broy, but more not only just broy, but more. Piglity. Mm. <laughs> oh, would men creepy you lick guys? Yeah, creepy. creepy. There was a, like, there were stuff going on. Are there down. some big time comics you've seen licking their lips? That's when that's when Radiohead's "Creep" was the, every comedian's it was favorite top song. Top of the charts. Yeah. It was playing <laughs> nonstop at the club. <laughs> um, but yeah, just more of that stuff. That the if it went down this day and age, yeah. would be like a, be a scandal, yeah. or be like you know people would be canceled. But this is when you fell in love with comedy. Uh, sadly, yes. This is why I have such a, di- a disturbed it, relationship with my that, industry. It's funny that that's fifteen years ago, not like the sixties. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like if that happened it, today. Yeah. Oh. Like po- pre Me Too really was a significantly like different yeah. time. Yeah, it was like it was or I would just go into the green room and hear stuff that like y- I would never hear now, or that mm. no one would ever say like. Give us one. Like oh, like which one? Like wh- which one of us are you gonna blow first? Like that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, they yeah. say that to you. Oh yeah, or like make and comments who would you while say? I'm there. Um, I would always say, no, I can't say the name. No. I'm just it was, but it's the guy that would always say, but no, what the people that were oh, doing this, nice. the people that were Mr. doing Cosby, this, Mr. Cosby, that's not appropriate. <laughs> I'd say, Mr. Cosby, yeah. uh, but they're Mr. not even Cosby's around doing anymore. The nest all weekend, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday. <laughs> These people, like the people that were the mo- the biggest perps of that, mm-hmm. aren't even like like they were. They're not e- mm-hmm. even in the scene anymore. They're just like losers. <laughs> good um well uh i like that amazing um so when jackie and mike and i came here together and mike told jackie and i um something, something I, shocking i actually. could only describe it as a bombshell <laughs> and i asked mike if he'd be comfortable sharing this on the podcast chris you don't know this information yeah. um I, I'm, I'm scared mike why don't you talk about what you've been doing up to this point in your life about it in this uh in this way thank you james uh so i'm comfortable to share this but on one condition, can we alter my voice so that, <laughs> so people don't know it's me? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm comfortable saying it then. Um, at the coffee shop, I decided to tell Jackie and James that I made a major change in my life recently. And yesterday at the drugstore, I bought for the first time some face wash. <laughs> Christ Almighty! <laughs> no, Mike. And so, Mike, how how did? <laughs> How did you wash your face yeah, prior? Yeah, this, this is the question that prior. has spurred for me and James. We were like, well, what have you been doing? Well, with a bar of soap, but I would always put moisturizer on. So yeah. I'm not a total animal from well, hell. That's so funny because 
in our move, uh, we still have boxes to unpack. Well, I'm so sorry to hear. I know. One of my <laughs> facial washes is still packed away. I can't find it. And you might notice I have a huge zit beside my I nose. I do see it. I do see so, it. So you, it's big. You it's like a, a kid's zit. Yeah. It's like a child zit on you my face. You use a different face wash than you No, I've been do? using soap. I've been Irish, oh, Irish Spring soap. Doesn't Kathleen have something you could borrow? You're too soap-ass motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we, we're soap-asses. Wow. But mine's mostly because I moved and I can't find my shit. But may I say... That but Mike, it, that's crazy. It gives you... A, that zit gives you like a youthful glow. And yeah. It's like youth culture, punk rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's I got like carded if you got an earring. The, I got carded at the cannabis store. <laughs> Hey kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey kid. The, t- tell your daughters to be quiet. I'm gonna need to see some ID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, but it shocked yeah. me because I'm like, mm. oh my god. I said Mike must have really good genetics mm-hmm. for yes, using soap. Yes, you complimented soap. me so nice. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you'd think that someone Especially that was using photos. soap for decades. Mike's and face shows up amazing in photos. It's true. He's very photogenic. I took a photo of us the other night when I was all <laughs> drunk at Winona Lounge or Lodge or whatever. <laughs> And uh, I'll show you guys. Ah, this is so. Blound. Let's look at this photo of Mike. I look like the Christ child. And keep in and mind, listeners this at home, is a bar of soap face. Listeners at home, you <laughs> wow. can look as well. We'll put Very this fresh. Post it. We'll Very put this fresh picture. Photo. Uh, Here, I'm sending beautiful. it to Mike, so or I'll send it to James, so you can put it on Discord. Can I see it too? No, it is my face. <laughs> no. um, I have a right under the Geneva Conventions. But, <laughs> wait, I'm sending it to all of you. But Mike, no judgment because I do, like. <laughs> Can I see my face? <laughs> oh, my, okay. Well, yeah, no judgment. It's a good us. one. Yeah, you'll love it. That's <laughs> soap did that. Soap did that. Yeah, that's amazing. That but also, soap did mine. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? Like the the. Can I just say that's a beautiful picture of both of you? But like the, the resolution isn't that yeah. high in that picture. It's blurry. Well, you know, it's got some soap scum on the actual camera. <laughs> the lens had soap scum. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was just gonna say, Mike. No judgment because I only know how to do stuff from like a girlfriend right. basically telling me to do it. I would I would be probably doing the same thing. I've just uh had I've been told what to do. See, I got this the advice to get face wash from a uh, tough construction worker that I walked by. Really? <laughs> he put you in a headlock. Hey buddy, you still using like, soap on that face? Yeah. Well, yes I am actually, sir. He called yeah. me a homophobic slur and then put me in a headlock <laughs> and then told me to buy face wash. <laughs> Use oil of Olay. Beep. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. yeah. Well, so speaking aggressive. of having to teach your like husband or boyfriend that kind of stuff, my husband now has like long, like shoulder length hair. Great hair. A great hair, yeah, but great head of hair, tall guy. Yeah, earring. All great. Beautiful. <laughs> he has an earring and a nose ring now. Really? Yeah. No. Yes, he does. <laughs> I love the nose ring. Okay. I love it. <laughs> Me too. Okay, I'm gonna have to but cut anyway, this part. What's that? I'm gonna have to cut this part. <laughs> The Elliot, but send us a pic. Th- it's very subtle. It's great, I but see. It, it's actually a stud right now because the ring hasn't. Cool. He's going to get the ri- the oh. actual ring soon. But anyway, I love it. It's like I'm I, not saying it makes me feel like he's like my boyfriend again. <laughs> like he's my husband, but when he gets these <laughs> earring and like, do you put a little chain ring, around like, it and carry him? Like pull him? <laughs> like he's a simp? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't no want a simp. simp. A gimp. Oh, a gimp. I don't want a gimp. Yeah. I, I, We're I, simps. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot this the gimp, gimp simp divide. <laughs> but his hair though, sorry. I had to it's teach beautiful. him how to to do it cuz he was doing some really bad stuff like like he'd get out of the shower and it's all matted and wet. I'm like, "Did you wash your hair in there?" "No, I just got it wet." I'm like, "Did you brush it beforehand?" "No." So he was going to the shower with naughty uncombed hair, getting it wet cuz he thinks it just needs a rinse, and then letting it dry. I'm like, "That's the most 
dehydrating thing you can do is get your hair wet without at least like conditioning it because oh. something that gets wet like your skin or your hair when it, when it gets wet the process of it drying will remove it's the moisture it already had unless you like so that's why you should put moisturizer on when your face is still wet because like you're mm. trapping in the moisture mm. anyways i had to teach him so yeah, much but then stuff your hair, face is I, I didn't know that so long sometimes like shiny yeah but you just gotta ride it out babe i want to have a dripping <laughs> wet Thanks face me, all the time 24 <laughs> 7 what oh chris i was just saying i want to have a dripping wet face 24 7 yeah well you kind of do Thank you. <laughs> that's what keeps you so youthful yeah. Jackie, yeah. I was going to say about your husband's earring. Very rarely would I be like, oh, that earring looks great on that guy. Yeah. But with Ellie, your husband, yes. it looks great. I think so, too. He looks cool. Yeah. Like, not a lot of guys could pull off an earring. Imagine Chris with a fucking earring or Mike or me. I think I could imagine Hell Chris. No. I could imagine Chris. But not me, though. Well, wait a second. Mm, somehow not. Would I get? It's exactly what I was going to say. What kind of earring? I think he would have a... Actually, I don't know. A long cross? Well, I do love those. And I said... I said but that, they're that out of fashion already, I feel. I know. They were big last year. Chris they were big with last year and they were big, whatever, 12 years before that or 15 years before 20, that. 20? 20? Yeah. 20 Chris years? with a stud, a I feel gold like a goth stud. new wave band yes. would wear them. Yeah, gold. I think gold you would need, Chris, because of your that would look good on your warm skin tone. You know what I think, Chris? Thanks for saying warm skin tone. Chris, you know what else you should also do, though, actually? <laughs> When you get the earring, also get um, a pair of leather gloves, but then cut the fingers out and then wear them like that. Oh, I would love to be like um, Valerie's boyfriend, Nick, from uh, Family Ties. Yes. <laughs> remember him? Yeah, That's Nick. a real deep cut. That's yeah. oh. mid-80s TV him. show. Yeah. I, I saw reruns. I didn't see it. Uh, whatever. I'm thinking for Mike, <laughs> two simple, uh, thin Silver hoops, one in <laughs> okay. each lobe. One, okay, so double earrings. Simple, okay. really? thin, little like like a like the ring of a keychain, like a simple. Yeah. Because I was thinking of getting just a zillion studs in my ear, like Steven Tyler, and just getting <laughs> up too the, many up the top. Yeah, too many yeah. earrings. I think I, I could see that. Mike with huge spacers in his <laughs> ear. Yeah, big expanders. Oh, yes, yes. But like with the amazing. spike out the back, the spike out the back. And then when Mike's having a casual day, he takes a spacer out. He has that droopy like, ass, <laughs> broken earlobe. So bad for and people would, with that. I would go to the park and just tell kids like, "You can play with my ears, kids. Flick <laughs> them back and forth. <laughs> or, not just kids, but also adults." Also <laughs> but can I tell you, I do have the Steven Tyler piercings. Like I, all this one ear is full of holes. What's that called? The piercing, the a, a cartilage, or like I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I just have I have holes like all up here. Right. But I never have them in because I like they bug me and they it's hard to sleep on. You're the subject nah. of the Aerosmith song. Lady looks like me, dude. <laughs> 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 that was pretty fucking clever. That was good. <laughs> um, well, when you when you, uh, there was, I worked with someone recently who had big, big spacers, and they were kind of popular fifteen, twenty years ago. Yeah, like maybe in the turn of the century when like raves were still big and yes. stuff. Yes, I had a. I went up to a or down to like a zero gauge. You or had like, that? Or I had, how big was mine? Mine was like the size of so the end of a it? pencil when I was like 12. So around the exact same time yeah. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But like, I just wanted, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And, and then I got like the expander and it was like kind of expanding it to not very big, but like, like literally like the size of a pencil eraser. Did you have pink hair? No, I never had different colored hair. Hmm. I think um, I had dreadlocks at this point. But did you put up, a, <laughs> do you ever have the pixie th things or the, like, like the little... 
pixie the, haircut. Little buns. Oh wait, you had oh, you did like that space recently. Buns. Yeah, you did it recently. <laughs> yeah, I did have space buns. But Jeff recently. York style. <laughs> yeah. So you had spacer holes. I just had one. But but so it was... fills back in. Well, this is what happened with mine. Mine wasn't a, your common yeah. <laughs> trajectory because I started to do massive. it, and then I was like, and then I kind of gave up on it because like it's like a it looks like a spike, and you kind of pull it through gradually to like make the hole bigger. It looks like a, a mini little like railroad spike. It was like so bright cool. green plastic. But then but then I like kind of forgot about it. I took it out, and one day in gym class when I was in like grade eight, when you were twelve. Yeah, 12 or 13, I found the expander in the pocket of my, like, gym shorts. And I was like, oh, yeah, my expander. <laughs> I'm going to do it all right now in one shot. So I put this dirty <laughs> spike in my ear in front of a bunch of people. No. And went, ah! And I, like, yanked it through. No. And, I, and, and it was like, oh, it was so painful. I was like, ah! And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. And then it got so infected. Oh, it got God. so crusty that then my whole... Grew in entirely. It was so infected. So when I be- right before I got married, this is like, like a Simpsons episode. <laughs> when, and then like cut to like, like when I was like thirty years old or whatever, getting married, I had to go get that hole re-pierced so I could wear earrings on my wedding day because I I like no fucked way. my hole up. Yeah, from that one decision. From as that a, one stupid as a decision. Kid. <laughs> That and I got so my ears funny. pierced when I was like five, so I'd had that hole forever, and that's how infected it was. I was such a dipshit, <laughs> honestly. I, I love that idea of you being twelve, like whatever, fuck. Absolutely, that's <laughs> what, that's what I was like. I also tried to pierce my own belly button too. Oh my god! When I was around that same age, How'd it go? horrible because I was at my friend's house. I'm like, I had pierced my own belly button, so I was like, get me an ice cube. I'm like, got an ice cube on it. Then I put a needle, like a sewing needle, through a flame to like sterilize it because I'm really like. MacGyver and I'm so smart and then I'm sitting at her house like ah, like trying to get this needle through my belly button and then my my dad called her landline this is how long ago this was I'm here to, uh, I'm here to get you and I was like oh shit my dad came to get me so the needle was like halfway through so I remember I had to get in his car and I was sitting in the front seat like like Hort, like like almost like lying down because I couldn't bend my torso because the needle was in it. Oh. He's like, "Why are you sitting like that?" I'm like, "Just tired." And I got <laughs> <laughs> and I got home and I tried to continue it, but I, I never got through. So you had you know a what? needle in your stomach yeah. in the car, and you're lying with a needle in your in body. My belly and your dad's button. like, "Why are you being yeah. weird?" Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, just sleepy or something." And he probably didn't even, like <laughs> think about it. And I got home and I tried to finish it, but I just couldn't. I gave up, <laughs> and I still have a scar. <laughs> you know what? You're a ba- like a, I was a insane. Bad kid. I you're crazy. Bad. I'm mental. Yeah, you're actually crazy. I still am. I know. Wow. But still. You're like it that started character. a long time you're ago. You're the only guest who's as mental as us. <laughs> the only guest the, we've had. Yeah. Welcome to the bus. <laughs> the crazy person bus. Yeah, you're like you're yeah. like a character from um riding the bus with my sister. <laughs> What's that? Your Donald what... movie where she <gasps> Oh no. <laughs> no, wait. I think I know what you're talking about. Shit. <laughs> Damn, that's but wild. Like, but considering I was so crazy and bad, I'm, I like turned out like in my defense, I think I turned out pretty oh like oh, good enough. You're fucking like, awesome. I never went. I never got like in too much trouble because I think I got all my wildness out when I was quite young. You're really so hilarious an and you're adult. really responsible. <gasps> Thank you. And you're really focused on your career and you're really great to your friends. You pay your taxes. You, I think you worked out all right. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah. It's You're good to be a little crazy. He's just saying this. He's just saying this to me because I said he has a warm skin tone. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what, Jackie? You've got like a, a fun, um, lively spirit, and I guess if you know you're a kid and you're doing, you're sticking needles in your body and all this, 
Maybe, you know, you, you could either go the fun, lively spirit adult right. route or um, another way. Really then you bad. Went, you went a, the fun way. Yeah, you went the fun <laughs> way. So did Mike now with the f- new face wash. I know. Mike yeah. was like a fucked up kid with the soap. And now yeah, yeah. he's like a good guy. Yeah. Well, as, as you could have gone, it could have gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> as the great philosopher once, once said, I forget his name. He once said, uh, oh, we're never going to survive <laughs> unless we get a little... Crazy. <laughs> You're talking about the philosopher named Seal. Seal. That's his name. Yeah. Seal. Yeah. Seal. Yeah. Seal Those like are from he, ancient uh, Seal texts. <laughs> needles. Oh my God, poor Seal. <laughs> we will not bully Seal. Either that or, yeah, he's not using moisturizer. Yeah, he was obviously not using moisturizer. Well, you know, he wasn't, but he still won Heidi Klum's love, didn't he? Oh, yes, he did. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. She he's, is the, one of the foxiest women on the planet. so fine. No longer together. Oh, That's true. Seal. But, yeah. <laughs> You let Seal others. fucked up. Seal, Seal fucked up. Seal, Seal fucked up. up. <laughs> you let Heidi Klum slip through your fingers like a slippery seal. Seal, if you're listening, mate. Now who's the seal? <laughs> Heidi Klum escaped like a slippery Nobody seal. Nobody would have the balls to call themselves Seal now. It's true. Seal with an E-A. Just I'm going like to change my name to Rhinoceros. <laughs> 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 or Chris changes his stage name to just like pig or something. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, pig. pig. <laughs> oink, 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 oink. How y'all motherfuckers doing tonight? Pig wear- is in the house. <laughs> you wear a pig t shirt and pig shorts. <laughs> oink, oink. Oh, pig. Oh, God. Beep, beep. <laughs> Before we get to our evil man, we should mention that we have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash evil men. If you go there and you sign up, you get two bonus episodes a month. We're going to have a bonus episode up there with Jackie. If you are enjoying our chat with Jackie, you'll get more of that. We Our last one was with uh, Ebony Rosen, and uh, we have a bunch of great stuff up there. Check it out patreon.com slash evil men and if you join up you get access to our discord where chris and i are in there chatting with everybody and shooting the shit so you can hang out with me and chris in there now uh, we also should mention that we have a live show october 28th at 9 p.m at comedy bar we're looking right now there's only two fucking tickets left so snag them while you can there's absolutely no chance you will be able to get a ticket probably by the time this episode is out right but if somehow not Please come. And also, I want to mention, if you're in the Patreon uh, and you're going to the live show, send us a message because we'll reserve a, a seat for you at the front. Also, we should break the news that uh, we have some very special guests joining us for Evil Men Live, That's a right. Halloween Frightmare. That's right. We're going to have some guests. We're going to have uh, Suze Kempner from London, England. Yes, she joined us on our episode Oi. about... Jim Jones. Yep. Uh, we're going to have Tim Gilbert, who is uh, one of the funniest, best guys of all time. And we're also going to have Brandon Ash Muhammad, uh, who is also a hilarious comedian. And they're all going to be doing a little something special with us. And Brandon was on an episode with us and told us, I think on a Patreon, an amazing story about a stinky dick. <laughs> yes, he did. So check that out. I also wanted to mention before we get to the guy that... Um, uh, we, we, we'd love some more advertisers. This is something I'm trying to work on. I'm really like at this. I'm like a dog with a bone on this You're one. You're like Don Draper, but, yes. but Canadian and not with a debilitating uh, addiction <laughs> to alcohol. Or a, a dark secret that I've... Uh, yes. A stolen valor secret. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, if you want to advertise <laughs> with us, send us a DM because we're really good at it and we're sexy and we're hot 
and we're going to make your business look sexy and hot. So, Jackie. Yes. M- you chose the topic for this episode. I did. I love this. I love this um, this figure in, in history, <laughs> recent history. Who did you pick? We are going to be discussing today Mrs. Betty Broderick, who was. Uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to like give away the story, but she's. Um, she's not Matthew Broderick's mother. She's the first thing you need to know. This ain't Matthew Broderick's you mother. I mean, I didn't even think about this. This is the first time we've done a woman on Evil Men. This is the first woman. Yeah. We're wow. really, are we well, opening a door evil here? Men, but we decided if we do women, our female guests should do it, right? Oh, okay. But so it's also, not us being like this woman, right? Is, you know? But but some may <laughs> interpret this story, and some many do interpret this this story, this event as um, as an evil man yes. being involved as well. So it it's is. kind of up for interpretation. Okay. I think I saw the interpretation called uh, Dirty John season two. Ah, oh, brilliant! And I loved it. And yes. who's the actress who played her again? Uh, the gorgeous Amanda Peet, yeah, who Amanda I've been Pete. a fan of since Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Remember wow. that? Yeah, she was incredible. The whole nine yards she yeah. was in. Yeah. Uh, Saving Slater Silverman. Plays no. the yes. uh, evil man. <laughs> the husband. Can I just ask quickly, does... Uh, Dirty John season two have anything to do with Dirty John season one? Or they no, totally it's no, an it's anthology. Like anthology okay, yeah. okay, different John, and he's entirely dirty in a new way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do, I do think that one day you should do Dirty John on Evil Men because, like, wow, what a guy! Yeah. I'm pitching a show called Grubby John. <laughs> it's just about a guy who doesn't shower. But this and, guy uh, didn't either. His scrubs yeah. were always dirty. That's what all the women said. They were like, yeah, he was a oh, doctor, yeah. but like his scrubs were always dirty. Yeah. That's why he's Dirty because John. He, yeah. And Eric he does Bana. you dirty. You're talking about the Eric Bana yeah. one, right? Yeah. Eric Bana, my God. Oh, Eric Bana's so good. And Connie Brighton. Yeah, yeah, Connie. I guess we're just... Uh, the Dirty John series, we're recommending it right now. <laughs> so good. Watch it. But, but anyways, this, yes, yeah, Betty Broderick. Take Betty. us away, Michael. Yeah. Let's dive into the exciting and fun world of Betty Broderick. <laughs> so uh, just a little context. Betty Broderick is an American woman who was convicted of murdering her ex-hubby, Daniel. woman, don't shoot me in bed. She... She was convicted of murdering her ex-husband, Daniel T. Broderick III, and his second wife, Linda Broderick, on November 5th, 1989. So that's two years before Nirvana release. Never mind. <laughs> you know what sucks about being murdered? What? What's that, Chris? You can't go like, hey, why'd you do that? Actually, you're already gone. Well, that's, you can't. You're right. But if I may interject, I'll go to the ending of the story. She was. She said... That she didn't really realize that she had killed him because she said he sat up in bed and was like, hey, okay, hey. you got me. That's what she said he said. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Yeah, she was like, he was talking to me, so I didn't no know I killed him. No, he absolutely like couldn't have. It's her story. Yeah, yeah it, was mm-hmm. in, it was her, her like, she was in a mania and, and perceived that he had, like, was like, okay, Betty, you got me. Let's get married again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the push I needed. <laughs> Will you make me the happiest man for a second time in my life? <laughs> um, well, let's dive into the life of Betty Broderick. Yes. Jackie, you chose it, but I did some, some notes here. Perfect. And the story of Betty Broderick is, like you said, she, I mean, she's in jail for murdering her husband and his second wife, but some people... Some people believe that she was also the victim of an abusive marriage. Anyway, Betty Broderick, she was uh, born, she was from an Italian family. She was born Elizabeth Biscalia, born in 1947. 
Grew up outside New York City in the wealthy suburb. She grew up in Bronxville outside New York in a very devout Roman Catholic family. Hey, I'm Catholic here. Hey, I'm Catholic, you fucking piece of shit. Hey, I'm trying to feel guilty. Hey, shut the fuck up. We're trying to feel guilty over here. I'm worshiping the Blessed Virgin. <laughs> so her uh, her mother, Blessed Virgin. I'm so sorry for uh, for something. <laughs> so it was a strict uh, Catholic family. Her parents were strict, and uh, much was expected of the Biscaglia children. Uh, Betty recalled later that she was raised to uh, grow up to be a housewife, a traditional sort of Catholic housewife to support her man, uh, you know, bear children and just have a nice, you know, devoutly religious life. Didn't turn out that way exactly. Oh, crap. Her parents didn't raise her to do what she actually became famous for doing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They didn't have that in mind for her. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, But they were pretty well to do as well. Like she had some assets... She had a like, yeah. She they they were they weren't um, they were because that, that's a rich not rich neighborhood, but it's like mm. Westchester. So yeah, it was yeah. Like, they they had money. Is yeah. there a boat? Yeah. I think they had two boats plus a yacht. Mm. Mm. No, we don't know about any mm. boats. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> they want to put any misinformation out there. So she went to college and she got a degree in early childhood education. Uh, warning sign there. <laughs> Uh, No, no, just joking. Uh, My parents were both educators. Um, In 1965, right? So uh, it's the swing in 60s, and uh, she went to a football game uh, at the University of Notre Dame in Indiana, Mm -hmm. where she met a man named Dan Broderick, who would become her future husband. Uh, And he was a medical student. He was going to medical school. And he was from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in a more... Uh, working class family than she came from. That's crazy that she met a man that already had the same last name as her. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely fucked um, that that happened. <laughs> and uh, he, yeah, he was from like a poorer family um, and he was persistent and she wasn't initially interested in him, uh, but he, he sort of was so in love with her that she agreed to start dating him. And uh, she said in interviews that when she met him, she wasn't impressed. She said, quote, I'm real tall and used to go out with athletic guys, whereas Dan had long, skinny sideburns, round tortoiseshell glasses. You're talking geek city. <laughs> oh. Nerd alert. Yeah. And, and that was her style in interviews. She was always like, she was, she was quite a ham in interviews. Like, yeah, she seems yeah, fun. We're talking geek city, geek city yeah. here. Yeah. But she that was really cool. fun. Remember how fun she was with the kids in the in the, in the series? She's talking about him like that after she murdered him? <laughs> yeah. She's like, <laughs> oh, okay, because usually I went out with jocks, but yeah. this guy was a fucking nerd. Yeah, the guy I killed was a fucking nerd, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's anti-geek hate is what she's doing. Yes. Oh, my God. But he Does she not realize that like nerd culture is part of the zeitgeist <laughs> now? Like Marvel, Star Wars. Like, what the hell is yeah, wrong yeah, with this yeah. woman? Yeah. I'm a nerd. I just watched Andor. <laughs> <laughs> and and when he introduced himself, he said, "I'm an MDA." Yeah, um, what is it? Medical doctor, almost. He's a he's a ham too. That's so he's funny, funny, funny nerd. Um, <laughs> and at first, she was like, "Yeah, you're a fucking nerd. I fucking hate you." But he started calling her and telegramming her. It's the '60s, and sort of like uh, just wouldn't get out of her face. And she did like that he came from a big Catholic family as well. So that was one plus side. He was a, a, a nerd who worshipped the true Christ. 
Um, <laughs> she said that uh, while he was persistent, he promised me the moon. The guy asked me to marry him every day for three years. So he sort of wore her down, and the couple actually married on April 12th, 1969, in Tuckahoe, New York. Um, yes, they got married, and he was so lower, like, uh, not low class, but he was like, I'm not wearing a morning jacket. I don't want to wear a morning jacket to the wedding. I want to wear just a normal suit. Right. And her mom was like, what a fucking dirtball. Yeah, he wouldn't what wear a tuxedo at the wedding. He was like a, he like refused for some reason, and this infuriated her mother. <laughs> yes. And she was like... Because they were fancy, I guess. Yeah. And then, so what I wrote here is that her mother got so mad that uh, she made Betty take all of her stuff out of the family house and insisted that her, like she wouldn't let the newlyweds move into their mansion and made them live in a dorm room. My goodness, over a jacket. Yeah. I would just wear the jacket just <laughs> for the, you know what I mean? Like if, to have a nice place to stay? Yeah. yeah. What did he wear? Like a t-shirt, like a, a Jimi Hendrix t-shirt to the wedding or like? Just a ringy, yeah. a ringy you know, band my brother, I mean, shout out to my brother who does listen, but mm-hmm. he really didn't want to wear a suit to his wedding and it was like a thing. What did really? he want to wear? I don't know. Just like casual clothes because he's like a sailor. Oh, so a couple of pair and of Sperry's and a cargo shirt. Does James? He doesn't, but he has tattoos. Nice. He had tattoos at his wedding? Well, they were already <laughs> on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but he did wear a suit? In the end, he did, but it was a thing. Ah, interesting. Under protest, he wore a suit. Under protest, yeah. yeah. Damn it. It had to have seaweed on it. <laughs> it had to be covered in barnacles. Yeah. Was their first dance this song? So right away, after uh, her husband sort of wore her down and like she agreed to marry mm-hmm. him. She was in for shock because his sort of demeanor changed where also she was used to having like a maid and like living in a beautiful home. She's living in a dorm room now yeah. and her husband immediately is like, I want a traditional wife. You have to do like all the housework. Uh, he like took her paychecks and stuff. Mm. That's she, normal. She claimed early on that he became very uh, domineering and like controlling. And she had her own vehicle and then it was like, then she didn't like have say and when she had her car anymore right yeah he started taking over that he took the car all of her paychecks you know she's making this money teaching third grade apparently she was a third grade mm-hmm. teacher um, and he was just a teacher too right? oh sorry he was a doctor no he was a doctor sorry. at this okay. point he was still in med Studying school at this sorry, point yeah, med school. okay his joke medical doctor almost mda yeah, yeah <laughs> that's very, really rich yeah. he's so I mean, funny I get what he's saying though like if you don't control your wife's paychecks and mm-hmm. car how are that you going to be sure they don't cheat on you yes yeah. exactly like what are you supposed to do mm-hmm. i mean I, I, at least bug the car yeah at least and, <laughs> and this was before you could track someone you know with their phone so so yeah you would say, I'm going out, and then you would hit record on a hidden tape recorder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those a were the big, old, clunky... Those were the old days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Milkman. Hi, Milkman. Hi, Milkman. <laughs> so in light of what she later did, this is interesting... Because no, married life wasn't what she expected, and not long after the wedding, um, Betty tried to get a divorce from her husband, and oh, um, shit. she told him that she didn't want to be with him because she didn't like being controlled, but then, because they're both ca- so damn Catholic, yes. she got yeah. pregnant right away with their first <sighs> child, daughter Kim, 
and then had four more kids, and they didn't get divorced. Kim's she, inconvenience. You raise a good mm. point. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> On CBC. <laughs> so she's sort of trapped now in the marriage because they're very devout, which is... Pro- it's well, too bad. Isn't, isn't that such the, mm. the like kind mm. of feedback loop or like paradox of a Catholic marriage? Because the conditions of a, a very Catholic mindset in a marriage are so shit. <laughs> and then conveniently, it's also very bad to divorce. Yes. <laughs> like you're just in a, a cage. Yeah. God's and, and cage. You can't, and you're not using ca- contraception because that's bad. Yeah. Mm. And you can't get an abortion because that's bad. Yeah. Really setting up uh, the women for a lot of success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in a way, Hey, what like, she did was Christ's fault. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying this is all on Christ. If you live in that environment, hide your gun. Hide your gun? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're driving your women mad. Wait, oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant the woman hide their gun because no. that's also a sin. No, I'm coming from the man's yeah. perspective. Hide your gun because yeah. you're genuinely driving women a- mad. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. It's but live like that. Yeah, Just go ahead and live gun. like that. Just have a really good hiding spot. Yeah. <laughs> Benny, where'd you get the gun? <laughs> For God's sake. Um, <laughs> after their first daughter was born, right? Dan, let's, let's shout, shout out to Dan. He worked hard. He got his medical uh, degree. Hey, congratulations. You know, that's nothing to sneeze at. Congratulations, Dan, if you're listening. But then he wasn't satisfied with just uh, having a, a medical degree. He announced he wanted to become a, uh, a lawyer and combine his medical expertise uh, with a law degree. So he went to Harvard Law School. Hard to get into. Good for Dan. <laughs> and he knew exactly what he was doing because he knew that he had the medical experti- expertise to corner the medical malpractice sphere of like law. Oh. Which is huge Which is in America, the biggest right? thing yeah. you can get into. Oh. He, he was almost like a kind of a wheeler and dealer scamming schemer. He was like, he narrowed in on like what would make him so much money. That must have been so cool to like, um, in early in your life, do all these things that later in your life will make you really rich. I wouldn't know anything about it. I wouldn't either, but (laughs) it must be a neat thing to do. (laughs) But I just want to go back and say, speaking of Dan being a climber, Mm -hmm. he manipulated Betty. Mm -hmm. Like they fell madly in love. No, he was pursuing her family's money for sure. Yeah, her family's money and someone to to do everything and support him while he because he couldn't have gone yeah. to that school without mm-hmm. someone looking she after worked, the house. She he supported grifter. Yes, she to the him. highest degree. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Manipulating to, grifter. Mm-hmm. While he was at Harvard uh, Law School, yeah, she supported him and paid, I guess, for his tuition. Yeah, yeah. And took and out he loans her under like her shit. name. Yes. I don't think he let her wear shoes. I just made that part <laughs> but up. Also. I don't know. I don't want to step on you if you're about to say this, but with the constant babies having, yes, she her pregnancies were really painful and bad. Like she had a lot of complications during her pregnancies. She was really sick the whole time. Yet she was still working, and she said to him, at least in the in the series, she was like, "Oh God!" She's like, "Oh my God." I'm pregnant again. No, 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 no. She's like, I get so sick. And she didn't want to like go through with one of the pregnancies, but he's like, the church though. Right. You have to have the baby. So she was like Kate Middleton just barfing every 10 minutes. Remember how she was always in the <laughs> oh, news Oh, I didn't know barfing? that about Kate. Was she, was she a, a vomit <laughs> A <lady>? royal vomiter. <laughs> yes. Wait, what, when, while she was pregnant? I think with all of her kids. Oh, she's yeah, always some so ladies beautiful. Get sick. I don't want to picture her barfing. Sorry, you're going to have to be picturing her barfing right now. I oh, have a commemorative God, plate. Turn off. Chris has a crush. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, if you're listening, 
at Evilman on Twitter, at Evilmanpod. The Catholic Church <laughs> is a grifter manipulator, too. Yeah, and I'd Dan say. Dan is playing the game. Yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. So Dan, he's... <laughs> Dan, dude. He's diligent. He dove into his studies with gusto, and he, he just had like a crazy work ethic. Uh, he was like a workaholic kind of guy. And because he grew up without a lot uh, you know, of money in his family, he was obsessed with securing wealth and success and status with his new family but this was at the expense of being a a good hubby you could say and he wasn't really involved as a father and he wasn't really there for betty as a husband from what we understand Mm -hmm. so then they're making uh he's he's got his law degree the broadwick family ups and moves to la jolla california near san diego in 1973 because dan he got a job offer as a medical malpractice lawyer his goal, he achieved his goal. Jesus. Within five years, he's making a million dollars per year. Opens his in the, own practice. In the 70s. In the 70s. Yes. Oh, that's a lot in the 70s. Now it's not. And she really pushed him. She yeah. she gave him a lot of confidence, too. She was like, you can do this. Yeah. And he was kind of like, oh, but like, do I have what it takes? And he goes, she was just like his champion, really. Like, right. yes, you can do this. You can open your own practice. Yeah, he had you his don't own need practice. anyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you were making a million dollars in the 70s, you probably could have bought the Dallas Cowboys or something. Well, they lived the yuppie, <laughs> like the classic, if yeah. you think of the yuppie lifestyle in the late 70s, early 80s. That was them, basically. Right, mm-hmm. like members of multiple country clubs. Mm-hmm. Private schools for the kids. They had, uh, yeah, ski, ski condos in Colorado, mansion in San Diego, cars, boats, maids, the finest fashion from Europe. <laughs> they probably got fresh macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. not macaroni and cheese from the box. Oh, yeah, hell no. This was like, yeah. The, yeah. these noodles were never frozen. They were probably yeah. flown in from Italy that morning. <laughs> the mac and cheese was, and the cheese flown, was flown in from, from Sorrento. <laughs> But also Betty Betty could shop till she dropped too. Like and because they had the means but she did love to shop. Yeah, they so probably um used uh, toilet paper too instead of like rags how we all do it. <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh god. I know. No, they, oh, sorry. They had Reminds Yeah, they me, did I have need to get a new laundry machine. They had full plumbing in their mansion. Oh, what? man, yeah. that yeah. must be nice. Just just judging by the timeline, I bet they did also have that like colored toilet paper. Do you oh, remember I know that? Exactly oh, it was funny. Like, they went to space once. <laughs> you think they went for a quick trip? Yeah. They probably went to space once. <laughs> did they ha- Did you just say Chris that you don't have a working washing machine? Uh, laundry machine, um, and I've got all these shit rags piling up in the basement. So you're wa- hand washing your shit rags? Yeah, in an old sink. Well, Betty would never marry you. Uh, well, I would charm the pants off her. I would say that... Uh, telegram a, after telegram. I'm a RGA, rich guy almost. <laughs> that would be so funny if you said that on, on, like, on Tinder or something. What do you do for a living? I'm an RGA. <laughs> Next guy Rich almost. Guy. And listen, baby. <laughs> listen, baby. You can get an abortion anytime. You yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. oh, now you're talking my language. I'll drive you to the abortion. I'll wait outside. I'll smoke a fucking ciggy. Abortion. <laughs> abortion. <laughs> well, it goes in. Abortion. <laughs> and you'll smoke a cig in the parking lot. Drink a yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah. She comes back from the op- from the procedure and you just stink like coffee and cigarettes. Oh, hey, God. Babe. I Honk yell the at horn. the window where it's happening. How's it going, Betty? <laughs> from the street down below. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so it's weird. In interviews that I've read, she talks about... It's weird when someone talks about their life like this, but she's like, 
you know, we had the perfect leave it to beaver, uh, you know, marriage and children. And, you know, we had all the comforts of modern life. It's a weird thing for someone to say about their own life. But um, that was just surface because all was not well in their marriage. Betty actually felt unfulfilled and uprooted. You know, she's a gal from New York. And uh, now, you know, she had ambitions. She had a career. Now she's just a soccer mom in La Jolla, California with no career or real friends of her own. See, I would have taken care of her way better than that. Oh, yeah? yeah? I wouldn't I mean, have done shit. Lot. I would have just partied lot. with her. We would have had so much fun. I'm actually kind of pissed off. You pissed yeah. at Dan? Yeah. Well, yeah, see, that's a lot Me of people. would have had so much fun. Are you attracted to her? Yes. She was gorgeous. She was gorgeous. Gorgeous girl. Funny. What was her name again? Just Betty so Broderick. Betty Roderick. Okay. I'm Broderick. 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 Betty but Broderick. she was born Betty Bascalia. Yes, Bascalia. And this is just an interesting detail. They had. Nine pregnancies in 16 years of marriage. That's kind of knock the wind out of your sails. Did they all come through? No, because there was like miscarriages. And actually there was a baby that did, was born, but only survived like for a few days. He was like, he took a look around and went, "Ah, this is not for me. (laughs) Too tense. Not my scene, exactly. The tension is palpable in this new house. (laughs) But then finally she was like, okay. (laughs) Woody Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I see that mom and dad are not exactly the best partners for each other. (laughs) But then after like the fourth kid, she was like, okay, please... I would really love to get my tubes tied. Like, I can't handle another pregnancy. We have all the babies that we need. Need, whatever. Because it's it's so hard on her body. But then, but if I was with Betty, I would have let her get her tubes tied right away. I would have got a vasectomy. We would have had so much fun. And that's the thing. She has, she's had all these babies, and now she has to get her tubes tied. Why can't he get his stupid small tubes tied? I got my vasectomy, (laughs) and I'm telling you, it's fucking party. You like it? Yeah, you've been having binder clips you get a grand toy. Yeah. They just put those on the tubes where the sperm goes. Like mini, mini ones, or just the the same ones? Like the smallest gauge binder clips i wanted big ones they said no no it would hurt they got me the small <laughs> little guys i have like really small butterfly Clamps. clips for my hair that could probably work for the tubes give them to elliot scrotum we haven't even had any <laughs> babies yet give them exactly you gotta clip that scrotum before now. it's too late chris yeah. that's why you stop wearing boxer briefs right because the clip pokes out like you yeah. can see the clip in your underwear that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah by the so way now what do you wear it looks like something's in my scrotum yeah, yeah now yeah, you just yeah, wear yeah. a binder <laughs> yeah <laughs> i actually keep my whole dick and balls in a pencil bu- case <laughs> <laughs> and i write red hot chili peppers guns and roses on it nirvana <laughs> Blue pen yeah. and that S, that S, a yin yang sign. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Beep, beep. <laughs> I just wanted to say for context, I Googled what they looked like. And she was pretty, but also he was very handsome. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize oh, that either. Sorry, let's just take him Am down a notch again. But when he started making his money, he got a nose job. Oh, okay. Boo. And which is fine. Yeah. But he was very he was quite, you know, concerned with this, the aesthetics. And know what he started calling himself when he started making the money? He had a nickname for himself. What? Count de money. Oh, that's yeah. fucking. Did you remember lame. that? No, and I don't think the show covered him yeah, having they, they a nose said, job, did they? No, they didn't. The show didn't talk about him having a okay, nose job. I didn't but, know but, that. Th- but there was a scene in it, which is true, where Amanda Peet, playing yeah. Betty, said to her friends, yeah, I know, it's out of control. He's making so much money. Did you know? He calls himself Count de Money. Ooh. Ew, that sounds like... He's like the um, archetype a of a... <laughs> But she had a license plate that said "load me up." She had a personalized plate, right? Yeah. But what does that mean? Like load me up with money? Load her up with babies by the sounds of it. But don't they see load me up count? Does it? You know, um, like an American Psycho and Christian Bale's like the archetype of like the '80s yuppie, empty, soulless guy. Right. He really, at least the way he's being described, sounds like that kind Mm -hmm. of to me. Yeah. You know what happens? You know what it's called when you. Kill your husband and his new wife in their house, point blank, with a gun? No. What's the that? Christian bail. <laughs> Get it? Because you're bailing out of a situation and you're a hardcore Christian. Oh, that's good. Oh. Sick, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what her lawyer said when the trial started. <laughs> <laughs> and they went like this? That was like, the, they that did was the hang loose side? And then she the other, totally pulled the Christian bail. And then the judge is like, uh, you know... Um, you realize that Christian Bale is only 10 at this point and is not famous yet, right? <laughs> yes, he was in Empire of the Sun. Yeah. Yeah, and the dragon really movie. Well anyway, uh, joke the with dragon John. Movie. <laughs> or was he in Chasing, um, Red October as well? No, he was no? in a movie oh, where Chasing dragons October. are real. Chasing <laughs> <laughs> So, just to get back slightly <laughs> yeah, to, to the story of Betty Brown. Right, right. um, <clears throat> she is a super mom with all these kids, sort of tied down at home, unhappy, Dan, he's a successful lawyer. He's working like 15 hours a day. The marriage is kind of in trouble. It gets into even more trouble um, because in the fall of 1982, Dan at his uh, law firm, he hired a personal legal assistant. And it wasn't a a guy. It wasn't? (laughs) It wasn't a guy that he knew. He hired a 21-year-old, beautiful, Dutch-American woman named Linda mm. Kolkena, who was a former flight attendant to be his uh, personal oh, legal assistant. Right. Oh, boy. And it's interesting because That's Linda, progressive of him at that time. Well, it's also progressive because she had no legal experience, no medical experience, <laughs> and no administrative <laughs> skills. She, had, she couldn't she, type. She hadn't attended college, and she couldn't type. <laughs> Oh, she also weird. looked like a younger version of Betty Broderick. Oh, oh that's very weird. Much so. so Dan was lending a helping hand to this poor. He was person. philanthropic. Yeah, that's very nice. This makes you wonder if he's cheated before. He's a dog, maybe. I, I mean, if you're just hiring this young lady to, you know what I mean? She had been the like buildings front desk secretary where his like fancy office was I think and then he like mm. um, poached her from that role and yeah. was he sort of mid 30s late 30s yeah, kind of thing how old was he at this point um I guess so this is 82 if they were like I think he's like mid 30s because okay. Betty's like uh, 47 
maybe he's early 40s at this point. Okay. You know? Um, also, uh, Linda, his new personal legal assistant, uh, she had just been abruptly let go from her job as a flight attendant with Delta Airlines for being accused of flirting and fussing with passengers <laughs> while traveling off duty. She had been accused of getting, of like drinking and then sitting on the lap of, of passengers and like flirting and stuff. I did not know this detail. Yeah. So anyway. A flirty girl. A flirty girl in the sky. <laughs> flirty girl. <laughs> <laughs> so this all happened when hardcore punk was at its height. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like in between all of this, they were all going to like shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Black Flag. Like, yeah, and the Dead Kennedys were singing songs about yuppie culture, and Dan is literally hiring a beautiful st- stewardess to be his assistant. Yeah, Jello Biafra would lose his fucking mind. Yeah, he should have married Betty. As early as October 1983, Betty suspected that Dan was up to some funny stuff with his new assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bet you they were having a great time. Dan denied it, though. Yeah, I think they were having a good time. Yeah, That's they were like living living um, the life of exuberant philanderers. Yes. I think. That's so much thing. money. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But then don't treat Betty so bad. <laughs> yeah, like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're being nice. Yeah, and Catholic. <laughs> Be nice to Betty. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen. Yeah. Yes. And so. he was really pulling away. That's how she was suspecting things. He was like being cold. Mm. Yeah, he was sort of tuned out. He yeah. was emotionally unavailable. And she mm. was like, something's going on. You've hired a babe who looks like me uh, 20 years ago to be your assistant. Mm-hmm. And there's a story that she was hoping to save their marriage. And uh, on Dan's birthday, she brought a gift of champagne to his office. Uh-oh. He wasn't there. And mm. the receptionist told Betty that uh, Dan was out for the day with Linda. <sighs> And Linda on she, his birthday, on his birthday, and she, uh, Betty went got very angry. She was furious, and she went home, and she burned Dan's clothes in the backyard. You know what? I like that. Me too. I love Good that. For her. Know what that's like? That's like. Um, have you guys ever seen the music video? And it's really good. Um, and it, it, it from Sam Smith, like I know I'm not the only one. You know that song? That's what that's about. Well, I that I, it's not about Brett uh, this per se, but right. in that music video, Chris Messina, like you know who I'm talking about? Chris Messina. No, he's no. an actor. He's a really good actor. Hmm. Um, he's like cheating, and his wife's at home, uh, and and she and she knows it, and then uh, yeah, she has this like big bonfire. Actually, you know what? It is probably loosely based on that because she's a blonde, and she burns his suits in the backyard and like throwing like all this clothes on the fire. Wow. It's a really good video. Everyone should go watch it. I think Most that- of what Betty did is like weirdly reasonable. Uh, yeah, yeah. Up, up, up until this point, she's being pushed a lot. Yeah. I think she made a she's mistake. Gaslit, burning his clothes because they're going to be high quality. You know, high Italian quality clothing. Linen. Go on eBay. Obviously, it didn't exist at the time, but she could have made a fortune. Oh yeah, Poshmark, Depop. She could have gone to a swap meet. Absolutely, <laughs> well, she could have yeah. donated it. Yeah. Yeah, actually, Mike, she should have donated it. They were rich. Yeah, what the Where hell, Where are my Mike? clothes, Betty? I took them all to a swap meet, <laughs> you pig. I've had the swap meet all day. Do better, Betty. <laughs> I got five was, bucks for your Ralph Lauren blazer. <laughs> he was really gaslighting her, though, He was because she was saying this, and he goes, no, you're crazy. You're being crazy. You're being insane, Betty. Yeah. You're being insane. And also, I think around this time, she was like, like you're not you don't you're not coming to church or you need to come back to church and at this point and this is what infuriates me is that he was like 
I don't like that stuff anymore. Believing for believing in God is for dumb people. And, and like now that he was rich, he thought that believing in God was like for dumb dumbs and lame and embarrassing. <laughs> but all that time he was like, no, you mustn't have a, an abortion oh, because God. of God. And now he's rich and he's like, God's for poor dumb dumbs. He is Damn. the evil man of so, this. It's, it's, definitely it's so far. I don't know anything about the story. Mm-hmm. And first impression for me, yeah. definitely no, so far. No yeah. wonder she burned his California raisins shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I could get so much money for those these days on Depop. Totally. Damn. Varney. Yeah, I bet you yeah. he had some classic Varneys. Yeah, you'd think he would because it's skiing, right? And surfing. Varney is surfing. skiing and surfing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Damn. Damn. Dude. Ocean Pacific. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. So marriage is in trouble. She knows he's been out with his assistant and. Um, Things are fucked, and against Betty's wishes, she still wanted to save the marriage. Dan moved out of their home in February of 1985. Um, Really abruptly. Betty claimed that Dan confessed he had been, in fact, having an affair with Linda, his his assistant, and that began a five-year-long, drawn-out, insanely exhausting and hostile divorce uh, proceeding that was ex- insanely expensive and Dan knowing everyone in like the area's legal community he the cards were stacked in his favor obviously he was the president of the bar so the California yeah. Bar Association at this point I think oh so he had God. so much power yeah in in this in this realm yes he was yeah president of the San Diego Bar Association oh, yeah, San Diego. Um, and Betty said that he made it extremely difficult for her to find a lawyer willing to represent her because he was buddies with everyone in the legal oh, community I hate him and put her at a distinct adva- disadvantage. And she also believed that Dan used his influence to win, and he won sole custody of the children. But you rarely hear that with the men. It she was because of a loophole, yeah, though. She got no visitation rights, because she, what? in her fury and whatever, she started like just dropping off the kids at his house and leaving them there. Yes, because she was mad that he was like basically living a single life of going out with Linda all the time, no mm. kids to look after, and she was had the kids. So this was her... You know what? This is the thing with Betty, and I can understand it, but she made things sadly worse for herself. I'm not blaming her, but b- b- her rage. So like, she was so mad that she was like, you know what? Fine. you this. It's not a party. It's not a fucking honeymoon for you and Linda. You Take the kids and have, and have some responsibility. And her relinquishing the children like that in some legal not loophole but just a technicality meant that she like for but for lack of a better word like forfeited the children them. or or like, like yeah relinquished custody oh, to him oh, so see. that gave him so much fuel in court to be like I had them. She gave them to me, and, and now their I, safety was in jeopardy because yeah, she would drop yeah. them off and he didn't even know they and were she, there. He wasn't home. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Fuck, that sucks. Yeah. A lot of her her rage didn't help her here, but we can we can relate. That is, I definitely understand why she would do that, but that is kind of bad, huh? To just be uh, like, yeah, because you know what, all these little moves you make in these early days of like a divorce battle will come back and haunt mm-hmm. you. If you leave the house, you're relinquishing like yeah. um, you're like like leaving the abode is like abandonment, and like all these little things that you do are gonna you got to watch your step. That's Dan sucks. and his friends picked her apart. Picked her yes. to pieces. And he had already smashed her mind. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. really ugly. Yeah. So he also um, sort of sold the house against her will. He won total cu- custody of the children. She didn't even get visitation rights at all. That's crazy. Um, and she claims that he cheated her out of uh, her rightful share of his income via alimony. It's and a really harrowing series. If you guys got to watch it. So after like five years of this nightmare divorce battle it was finalized in 1989 and uh 
it uh, made Betty start behaving in an even more erratic fashion. She left hundreds of profane, explicit messages on Dan's answering machine. Remember answering machines, everybody? <laughs> yes. You kn- she really used that answering machine. Yeah. I remember getting profane messages on my answering machine. <laughs> oh, she must have <laughs> dialed the wrong number and got you. <laughs> I'm not Dan, baby. <laughs> Uh, but Dan was so infuriating that she would call and be like, because he put Linda on the the voice greeting, being like, hi, you've reached the Bradericks. Like, it was Linda's voice that Betty was hearing. And she was like, you fucking people over there, and you bitch and whore, and you whore, and all this, and like, leaving these messages. And then Dan would petition for every time she, like, he made this, like, stipulation that for every time she left a profane, for every swear word she used on the voice m- machine, or for every time she called, every time she stepped foot on the property, Property, he would reduce her alimony payments to the point where there was one month where he reduced her like monthly um, support so much from these fines that she owed him six thousand dollars. <laughs> That's like how James Brown would fine his musicians if they made a mistake. Is on that stage. true? Yes. What? <laughs> yeah, five dollars per mistake. <laughs> so he's like James Brown. He's the James Brown of um, bitter divorce battles. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I was trying to think of something too. Ow! A field divorced. I feel divorced. And I knew that I wore now. <laughs> Play it in D for divorce. <laughs> uh, she ignored numerous restraining orders that Dan filed against her uh, that forbade her from setting foot on his property. She didn't even acknowledge them, and she vandalized his new home. She spray-painted the walls of his bedroom, and um, dro- one time she drove her car into the front door of the house. That's a think- riveting scene yes, in the series. Yes, that's when she found out, I think, that he sold the house. I think that's when she drove yeah. into his and house. And the kids were home I have anxiety right now. Yeah. From the, uh, everything she was doing? From the story. I know, I it's know. It's really... Uh, now, God. she's going to do something really heinous in the eyes of the law, but I would like to point out that, in my view... This is the worst thing she ever did. So she's spray painting the walls and curtains of his house. She crashed into his front door. She also smeared a Boston cream pie all over his bed. Oh. And there need to be tougher laws yeah. around the world against this kind of thing. About yeah. de- de- um, desecrating a, um, yes. a Boston you know, cream pie? Yes. She was calling her husband Geek City. That's a bit of a geeky thing to do. You go to the, mm-hmm. to the grocery store, you buy a cream pie. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. She didn't buy the pie. She oh. she trespassed into the house and saw because it's his favorite pie, I guess from his Harvard days. And he, no- he, <laughs> and he loves cream, cream pie. pies. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look how many kids he's got. Home run. <laughs> wow. Mike hit that right out of the park. Lovely. And Her wow. conception was not immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> but she just found one on the counter and sm- smushed yeah, it on the Yeah, because I think Linda had made it for his like birthday or something or some occasion. My, she was pissed. Mike, we've had disagreements here and there over the years. I can't yeah. imagine any argument you and I would have where you would smear a cream pie all over my bed. I, I just can't. I would never do that to you. I, I know. I wouldn't do it to you either. Hmm. You guys say that now, but... All right. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to one year from now. And yeah. this makes me think of you, James, because you like to drink vino. Yeah, uh, at, during one incident, she threw a wine bottle uh, at his window and smashed the window. She... Uh, put holes in the walls of his home also. Damn. Mm. Oof. Hey, honey, was that hole always there? 
No, yeah. I think it's new. <laughs> ah, my ex. <laughs> <laughs> But may I say, I, and I, I won't make this so personal or so ex, ex, expository about myself, but I have been gaslit in relationships by like a philanderer, like a cheater. Mm-hmm. And I know the rage, but then I also think like I can really relate to Betty's style of rage of like kind of just wanting to like, like, you know, the, 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 the volatility, the physical stuff I can like relate to just wanting to destroy things. But then I'm like, oh my god, I'm half Italian too. Like I'm just like her. It is a I'm very half Irish, half Italian. Stereotypical, oh like fiery Italian <laughs> yes, response. It to, is. It to is. Life but and I relate. I would stuff. not want to cheat on you a million times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. For me, it was a mil- It was a million times. It wasn't just once that sent me into rage. It was like a lot, uh, like many times. And the gas signing being like, I think something happened. You're crazy. You're yeah. crazy. And like, it really does drive you crazy. Yeah. I think if you yeah. uh, cheat on like a long time partner it's it's like you kind of run the risk of that person going crazy going, yeah you don't know who you're dealing with but especially if it's like i think i don't know I think, like even it's not even like the cheating like a once thing or a twice thing it's like the the chronic mm. i think it's it really is the gaslighting i think mm. that's the main thing you don't know what you're talking about yeah it yeah. really makes you go like it really makes you, the foundations under your feet shift so that you like question everything about yourself and you're like it, it is a really crazy thing. I think that just like an instance of cheating is like, okay, we get that's an animalistic thing that we can understand. But then when you're told, no, you're seeing things that aren't there, you're crazy. Yeah. Makes you, you know, j- just before we move on, I mentioned I watched Fatal Attraction last oh, night. Oh, yes. And it's making me think about it. In the bonus episode, we should talk about Fatal Attraction. Absolutely. Oh, God, I love a steamy Michael Douglas thriller. Okay, back to Mike. <laughs> so on April 22nd, 1989, Dan and Linda, his assistant, were married. They got married. Oh, dear. And Linda had been concerned that Betty was going to show up and like fuck up the wedding or do something crazy to the point that she urged Dan to wear a bulletproof vest uh, at the wedding. And Betty, though, to her credit, didn't show up and the wedding went ahead normally. And it was, by all accounts, a beautiful day. <laughs> Uh-huh. And even her friends, I think, were worried that she was going to do anything. Because, Chris, do you remember the scene in, in the series where her friends had the beepers? And they're like, you beat me if you don't know where she is on the wedding day. Like, they had, like, yeah. classic beepers and the, all these, like, SOS signals. But in, in to me, that was one of the saddest scenes in the show yeah. was the day of the wedding where her friend was there with her. And they were just looking at pictures. And then they were, like, dancing and having fun. Like Betty was trying it's to have really fun. Sad. sad. Chris, he's, uh, is this is bumming Chris out. It really is, <laughs> and uh, he was very cruel. It would be yes. hard That's to like en- insanely cruel. Would it be hard to enjoy your wedding day if you're like in the back of your mind the whole time you're like oh, yeah, my ex-wife might show up and open fire on the whole wedding? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had security. I think. Mm, wow. But only because she's crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after the wedding, Betty claimed that Linda. Now, Linda Broderick uh, had taunted her and was playing mind games and mailing her like facial cream and slimming treatment ads. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's Oh, don't tell me she was washing her face with hand soap. (laughs) 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 I'm pure. You know, in Batman 1989, which came out during their wedding, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, The Joker poisons the. Makeup industry, Smilex, Smilex, and so then the news broadcasters don't wear makeup. That's what I look like. Whoa! Who, <laughs> wait, who was the, the Joker in that? Jack Nicholson. Sorry, I, I mix them up. I mix them up. Yeah, okay, I know uh. that. I know that because that's with Catwoman too. No, no that's, shit, that's Batman. Sorry, You're sorry. Me and that's I'm another sorry. great episode of Evil Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, 
I've seen all the I Batmans. I just can't keep straight who was I've in which one. I've seen all the Batmans. <laughs> I've seen every Batman. There's people saying that in Looney Bins <laughs> right now. <laughs> I've seen all the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but I just can't like exactly keep track of like who was the Joker yeah, and which one yeah. and whatever. Remember this one, Chris? You, I'm a number one guy. Yeah, Jack Palance. Yeah, <laughs> really good stuff. So on their <laughs> wedding day, Batman showed Jack. up. No one was wearing makeup. Um, <laughs> no, but I got the zit of the news reporter from <laughs> that doesn't wear makeup in Batman 1989. Anyways, so even though Betty was, by all accounts, kind of unhinged and had taken the divorce and the remarriage of her ex very badly. It is true that during this time, she also had a new relationship with a sailor, sort of like your brother, James, <gasps> a sailor and entrepreneur named Bradley T. Wrights. He was not uh, another T. Yeah. Stay away from the T's, <laughs> Betty. Uh, he was six years younger. So good for you, Betty, a younger man. He can last longer in the bedroom. <laughs> and, uh, he ran a fencing company. <laughs> Don't know if that's true. Yeah, Mike, come on. Don't don't put a guy's our age down. We last a good long time. I'm I want to send a shout out to all the younger men listening <laughs> today. Keep and commend you yeah. on your <laughs> Gentlemen, I commend you on your wonderful performances in the bedroom. The Much better than I could do. of your act, sexual acts. Well, I heard recently Much that the better. average the average sex session only lasts like 5 minutes. That's what I I heard what? I heard that on TV. Fuck. Everything is blowing my mind today. Yeah. Yeah. So this time, so her, her news... And also, people here are revealing stuff about themselves. <laughs> no, that wasn't about me. I'm telling you, that, that wasn't yeah. about me, the five minutes. Mm. That was like an average. Yeah, that's and I heard it on the TV. It was in the New York Crazy Times. Long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the New York Times says, should be about five minutes, that's it. It was on the front page. <laughs> yeah. Honey, what are you doing? It yeah. was on the front page of the New York Times. You've got to be wrapping up here. It's been seven minutes. You're still fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> so Betty's new Popeye the Sailor Man boyfriend is supporting her now. Um, interesting thing, he kept their love letters in a storage locker that after shit went down, uh, he stopped paying for his locker and someone bid for the contents and then someone, whoever got his locker was like, holy shit, I have oh Betty Broderick's love letters and they were uh, sold and printed in the media. While she was in prison. Wow. It's kind of mean. He stopped paying for his storage locker. It sounds like she really cleaned him out. It's <laughs> <laughs> like $30 a month. <laughs> Come on, Sailor Man. I guess he was at sea. He oh, yeah, right. Yeah. He was at sea, probably. Now, here is the sad event that made Betty Broderick famous. Because um, it wasn't the cream pie smushing that made her famous. <laughs> so a month before Dan got married, Betty had bought a Smith & Wesson revolver. You know, America, you can just buy a gun. And seven months after Dan and Linda were married, Betty Broderick one morning drove to Dan's house in San Diego early in the morning. She used a key she had taken from her daughter Lee to enter the house while the couple slept, whereupon she entered the bedroom, and while they were asleep, she shot and killed them. Wow. The murders occurred at 5.30 a.m., so... Early. Kind of early. I would never get up that early. early bird. To murder someone. She, she, I mean, she probably had to get up at 4 to... Have mm-hmm. breakfast, shower, drive I'm trying over. to imagine you waking up that early <laughs> no, to do good that. Good luck. I would not kill somebody at that time. Oh, no James way. couldn't she have a hope in a hell. Huh? She go, always goes for a job. On the first. beach. Yeah, first. so it might have been 3.30. James, you'd be murdering. 
hearing these people at two thirty. Absolutely, yeah. I, I don't really click in PM. until afternoon. Yeah, so be it would waiting be at their home. No, they'd be waiting. I threw when they were going to bed. <laughs> they'd be yeah, waiting for maybe. you. He's late to murder us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I James would. is like, oh, guys, I'm gonna be there. I, the, the coffee, the coffee shop is moving so slow yeah. today. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the murders occurred at 5.30 a.m., which is so early, on uh, November 5th, 1989, two days before Betty's 42nd birthday. So a little early. Oh, oh she's for so young. Oh. Holy shit. I'm um, older than her yeah. when she murdered that man. That's nuts and, uh, to think about. And Glad I didn't murder anyone at 42. I made it yeah, past the Yeah, yeah, you made it past the murder yeah. window. <laughs> okay, okay. Smooth sailing from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> Two bullets hit Linda in the head and chest, killing her instantly. One bullet hit Dan in the chest as he was uh, trying to reach for the phone. As you said before, it didn't, he didn't die do? immediately. Mm. Uh, a bullet hit the wall, and another bullet hit the nightstand. And he was trying to uh, call nine one one, but oh. she pulled the phone cord out of the wall. Yes, Shit, and classic. that and that would come back to haunt her in her defense later on. I yeah. thought he was going to grab the phone because you guys know the old school phones. There's the ear part on the receiver and the mouth part. <laughs> If a bullet goes in the mouth part, it comes out the ear part and shoots back at Betty. <laughs> right. I thought that's what he was trying to do it, it, with the bullet oh, the coming old, at him. Bu- yeah. The phone bullet boomerang defense. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, it didn't didn't work. <laughs> Damn. But uh, didn't get to the receiver in time. Dan was uh, all seventeen days shy of turning forty-five, and Linda was twenty-eight. Oh, so I'm still at the age where I could get murdered. Yeah, you yeah. can still get you murdered. Still get so murder. you still have to be careful. Shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, during the trial, yes, it was evidence was presented that she had pulled the cord out of the phone, like out the phone wire out of the wall, um, and Dan had not died right away. It was proven in court as well. So I guess he. So maybe he, he spoke she, to him. Maybe she did hear him speak. I, I didn't know that. Could could have happened. Yeah. Awkward conversation. Oh I can yeah, that is so awkward. It's like when you say bye to someone in the grocery store and then you run back yes. into them again. Yeah, that yeah, is so yeah, bad. Yeah. You just you just want to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just want the sweet release of death. <laughs> so after this happened, she Betty turned herself into the police. She didn't try and get away with it. She never denied that she had pulled the trigger five times, and at the she had two trials, and both times she said that she never planned to kill Dan and Linda. And that her crime wasn't premeditated, and she said that she uh, she just wanted to talk. She wanted, she to, wanted talk. to be heard. Yeah, and the gun was so that they would listen to her. And it happened she said. spur of the moment. She couldn't control herself. She didn't know what she was doing. Yeah, basically. all of all she said was they moved, then I moved, and then they were shot. And she said that when she heard Linda scream, "Call the police!" She fired the gun. Oh right, yeah. Blaming Linda. Mm. Her friends got really sick of her talking about Linda. So they were probably watching in court and being like, oh my God. That she is, won't stop talking that about is Linda. That is true, you know, when you have a friend who maybe is upset about an ex and they talk about it a lot and you feel for them, but then you're like, okay, let's like, talk about on, something let's move else. On. Yeah. Her friends, I could totally see being yeah. like, okay, it's been five years. That's a big yeah. part of the show, actually. Like the social aspect of the fallout of, 
Yeah, Betty getting blocked out and mm-hmm. gaslit. No, it's true. Oh, really? And her, oh, friends, I thought you were being yeah. like, okay. and her friends being like concerned about her, but then to the point where they have to let go of her. Yes. Because it's too uh, much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she had ones that did stick around for her. But then there was this one that was like really stuck around for her. The one that was with her on the day of the wedding. Yeah. Then at court, threw her under the bus so badly. She was like, yeah, she was always like so crazy and such an evil, dumb bitch. And then the, and then the defense lawyer was like, and but yet somehow she was like your best friend, you lying fucking bitch. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jackie coming coming for this lady. Yeah. No, but that was the lawyer. He I was being the shady. lawyer. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're nearing the end of the story here. I'll just tell you about the trial. Uh she was tried twice and her defense was that she acted in self-defense because she'd been a battered wife and she claimed and gave evidence that she had been driven to the edge of sanity by years of psychological and physical and mental abuse at the hands of Dan. Um, the prosecutor portrayed Broderick as a murderer who planned and schemed to kill her ex and argued uh, that Broderick was not a battered woman. The prosecution said Broderick had histrionic and narcissistic personality disorders. Hmm. And the, yeah, the first jury was hung. Yes, uh, because two of the jurors held out for manslaughter. They said there was a lack of intent. There was a mistrial. Um, she was retried a year later with the same defense attorney and prosecutor. And the second trial uh, was a replay, basically, of the first trial. And the prosecutor was successful the second time. And she was found guilty on two counts of second-degree murder, sentenced to two consecutive terms of 15 years to life plus two years for illegal use of a firearm, and she has been incarcerated since the day she committed the murder. That was her biggest misstep in all of this, was the illegal use of a firearm. Yeah, yeah. That's where she that really registered. went wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, if she had, had, had only I had it registered. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she must be almost out then. So she she's in prison at the California Institution for Women in Chino, so nice California. to be in California. Oh, yeah. California. California. <laughs> <laughs> In January 2010, her first request for parole was denied, James, and uh, that's because she did not show remorse and did not acknowledge wrongdoing, and she has never... Just fake it. She's never apologized, never said that what she did was wrong. I know. Why? Come on. Just... Like, do what I you got to do. Uh, absolutely, I would lie. I'd get an acting coach that, if I needed uh, to. Her mind, like, snapped, mm, yeah. and it never went back. Right, mm. yeah. Like, it can never repair itself. Yeah. Also, I don't know if it was mentioned, but, like, she she represented herself a lot, not in the murder trial, obviously, but in the... Um, in, in her divorce proceedings, she was representing herself because she was very stubborn about lawyers, remember? She kept, like, just firing lawyers or, like, not... And lawyers weren't getting paid by Dan. <laughs> and also, so she was, yeah, they were his friends. Yeah, but even the one that, that woman, that woman that was yeah. representing her, even after Betty d- didn't want to... Or couldn't pay her or something, like, still tried to stand up for her. But there was a... there like the, Just speaking to the narcissistic element, there was an element of her that was, like stubborn as hell and hard to work with and like kind of railing against what needed to be done. So I could see her being unlikable in a parole (laughs) hearing maybe. So it's true. And she was denied parole in 2011 and again in 2017. She won't be eligible again until for parole until uh, January of 2032, at which date she will be 84 years old. What do you do at that that point? 20 years in jail for her? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Now they have four kids and it's interesting. There's a split. Two of her children think she should be released, and two think she shouldn't be. Oof. 
no one can get together on this issue. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was going down, down, down. I think she freaked out her children very much. Yeah, and also mm-hmm. it's and unforgivable. They were, prob- they were manipulated by their father's version of the event. To yeah. be fair, well. even if they thought their dad was being a dick, they might have been like, "Well, you still shouldn't have murdered him." Yes, yes. and and that yes. and that is like the most egregious thing to me to this. Like, even though I like I've said I can relate to her like rage and ways, and many women can, and there, she had a lot of support. But I cannot get behind the fact that you have. Oh, like left your child you you've traumatized your children so much you it murdered their, their dad, dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like that is psychopath the stubbornness yeah. she could have moved on in her own yes, way yes yes she could have yes yes there is that yeah and that's what that's where you it's hard to get on her side is like okay you've if you're such a good mother which she was but you can't argue that you were a good mother while also m- letting your children have a murdered parent he gaslit her he manipulated her but she also um uh it became a fixation like a manic an obsession yeah 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 and so then in that way she is an evil man as well Mm. (laughs) now Uh, this episode is two evil men this was it's a double header yeah Yeah. two which one do you want maybe (laughs) they should just make up and uh, get back together (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she, this was like a uh, media phenomenon at the time. Mm-hmm. It was talked about uh, endlessly in the media, in the news. And Betty herself, because she was like quite like uh, an energetic and like interesting, charismatic personality, she appeared on TV doing interviews herself. She was on the Oprah Winfrey show twice. Wow. Uh, twice. From prison. And once was just tips for like, you know, how to decorate your home. <laughs> How to spruce up your bedroom with a Boston cream pie. (laughs) You get a cream pie and you get a cream pie. (laughs) I've seen that video. Uh, She was on Hard Copy 2020 and a show called Headliners and Legends, which sounds like a comedy show. Oh, yeah. It was like Sam Kinison. uh, uh, Yeah. And then Betty Broderick and... uh, the other guy with Bill the leather Hicks. jacket. Bill Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, her story's been dramatized multiple times. It was most recently season two of, of Dirty John, but uh, there was also... a Lifetime movie that I saw when I was a kid, which <laughs> I've known about Betty since I was a kid because of this <laughs> Lifetime movie. And it was uh, called A Woman Scorn, yes. the Betty Broderick story. Who stars as Betty? Meredith Baxter Burney, who oh. played the mother on Family Ties. Yes. I remember that coming out when Yeah, I was it was, a little it was kid. really, we were little. Yeah, yeah. and I was yeah. like, why is... Yeah, Family Ties mom so mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, second Family Ties up. reference. Yes, Nick, and now uh, what was the mother's name? Denise. I don't know. Denise. <laughs> and uh, Denise. Mul- multiple books have been written about this, and in fact, a uh, if you're a TV fan, the 1991 Law and Order episode called "The Wages of Love" was inspired by the Broderick murder case and trial. That's so cool. Okay. Dum dum dum. Wow. Well, great job, Mike. That was really interesting. I don't thank me. Thank Jackie. Oh, oh well, I love. I I, I I don't love the story. It's a harrowing story. But I've been captivated by the story. Like I said, since for it a is, long time. Well, I think yeah. you're right. It is captivating because. I mean, I'm not going to say murdering someone is relatable. No. But we've probably all been there <laughs> where you're like. Oh, this yes. person's making me crazy. I'm can, so mad. Can I tell you my my major Betty Broderick moment of my yes, life? Yes, yes. So, so in the show, she was really mad that Dan was getting remarried 
in the same month in April that they got married in that he was wearing she found out he was wearing a morning jacket where he wouldn't wear a morning jacket to her wedding so she was like really fixated on that so I just want to say the the ex I had that I mentioned that was like a chronic um, cheater and like gaslighter so so two months before I got married I ran into him and and I was getting I was being civil I was getting along with him but I said yeah and he's like I heard you're getting married I'm like yeah I'm really excited in a couple months and I said it's at this venue I told him which venue it's at and I said well, it's just a small thing at City Hall but then we're having like the party <clears throat> at this venue downtown and then a couple months after I got married I found out that he got married two months after I did in the same venue in the ah. same venue, yeah, and then and that and apparently his wife was like, "I don't want to get married in that venue. That's where like Jackie got married." He's like, "It's got to be that venue." <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That sounds twisted. It to drove me. me huh. It drove me to the edge because I yeah. was so mad. I'm like, I told felt like him it that. Was messing with you on absolutely, some level. absolutely. I felt that. No, it drove me crazy. I found <laughs> out. Absolutely I, psycho. I found out at the three speed when I, I was drinking at the three speed with some friends, and I found out at the three speed, and I became I became psycho in the three speed. That's. There's so many venues to choose There's from. There's so many venues. Very and then when I confronted him about it, I was like, how could you have done this to me? Like, make, kind of sullied that venue for me in, in that way or just like honed in on it or encroached on it. And he was like, I don't care. Or he, sa- he said to a mutual friend, tell, tell her that I don't care and that I'm not sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyways, that's my Betty Broderick moment. sorry for any of the... Jesus. No, never took responsibility. And like I said, I'm not some crusader against, oh, everybody has to be pure and no one can make a mistake and no one can cheat on anyone. Like, I understand that shit happens. It's not, it's, that's not the part that was it's the, the word. It's the cru- it was the cruelty. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, maybe it's that time to break out the evil Oh, look at it. It's got a little Boston cream pie on a little platter for us. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> Come here, Evilometer, but uh, hopefully you're not mad at us for anything we did. Uh, yes, uh, the, <laughs> just the cream pie, please. Please yeah, don't yeah. smear it on anything. Oh, Jackie, it's, it's offering you a slice. Oh, I, I, I'll, I'll partake. <laughs> oh. Well, um, while we are enjoying <laughs> this delicious fresh pie, mm-hmm. um, what do we think out of ten uh, how, for how evil Betty Broderick is? Jackie, why don't you go first? Because you, you came up with the idea of doing hmm. Betty Broderick. Uh, yeah, so how evil do I think she yeah, is? Yeah, like ten is the most evil, like Hitler. Right, okay. Oh my God, least. so complicated it's with com- this person. Believe me, I struggle with this every yeah, week. Yeah, I think that like the act itself is very evil, and especially, like, like I said, the children being involved and like mm. ruining your fucking up your children's life i gotta put her on a solid you know what she's swinging above the middle i'm gonna say eight seven seven point okay fine fine seven no 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 feel it well i think that 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 part is okay but all the other stuff like the boston cream pie and the vandalism even driving into the house which is insane all the other rage things i would put that at like a six but because of the murder, mm. I'm got, I've got to bump her up to an eight because of the, what the effect it would have on her you, children. What you're saying is you can't overlook the murder. I can't. You know what? As much as I'd love to try, me personally, it must be my own kind of weird quirk, but I can't overlook the murdering of her children's father. Fair, fair. <laughs> wow. Can I go? Yeah. Because I wanted to say that I'm giving Betty a five. Yeah. Okay. Because of all the circumstances mm-hmm. that led to her insane uh, passionate uh, you know breakdown and what she did and murder but she murdered two people 
so it's just not like a serial yeah, killer. Yeah, that's true. And it was, and she's been paying for it ever since. Uh, but did it affect the children's lives? They, she took her their dad away. But it wasn't like she was evil all her life. You know what I'm saying? Right. No. So that's what affects it on the scale too. But I also want to say Dan is a four. Because oh, of how I like he, that. How he gaslit and manipulated yes. her into the into this uh, madness. He was cruel. He was yes. insanely cruel. I would put him at a seven, too. He's a narcissistic, cruel yes. son of a bitch. Yeah. But Absolutely. I, you know, RIP. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's a terrible story. It's sad. Mm. But one wouldn't happen without the other. That's a great right. point great point she, and she loved him like crazy let's not forget she loved him even when he was doing all she that bad shit everything for him yes and and even when and he, he was like, her like shit he, even when he would sh- throw her a little bit of a bone he sent her a birthday card or something and she was like oh, or that night she called him and like i ran into some one of our old friends like even to the end when she was raging in psychotic rage she still loved him which is which is also crazy she was devastated and she was hurt yeah it's tough. Fuck, Dan. I'm finding it hard to give a score because if she had just killed her husband, not that he deserved to be shot, of course, but it would be a lot lower. But it it does raise it up for me that she also killed this, you know, totally innocent person who right. just happened to be married to this bad guy. A young, dumb person. Like, she's probably yeah. young and dumb and she couldn't see the other side of it. Yeah, her story about um, Betty was through Dan's yeah. lens, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah. I think I would give her a 4.0. But for the flight attendant thing, I'm like flirting in the sky? Nine. <laughs> oh, relax, Jackie. It's fun. Yeah. No, you must take your job as a as flight service attendant seriously, and you mustn't sit on anyone's lap. On my Air Transat flight to Toronto recently, a bunch of them were sitting on my lap. It's <laughs> I, I used f- I flew a flare to Winnipeg recently and just got into an orgy. It's just me and five stewardesses. Flare Air, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there was no screens in the seats, but there was an uh, that, uh, but there, but there was, was the in flight yeah. orgy. Yeah. Yeah. A butt, a butthole. <laughs> a ch- a ch- screen in front of your face, but yeah. there's a couple arseholes. Yeah, they don't have. Yeah, they don't have screens to watch movies on Flare, but they have glory holes in the headrest. <laughs> Attention, passengers! This is your pilot. Uh, this pl- flight is pretty fun, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> We're gonna be flying at uh, sixty thousand feet, and it's gonna be a fuck fest. <laughs> I met a guy recently that runs a glory hole at his apartment. I have a famous glor- Toronto glory hole. He, runs he like it? runs it at his apartment. Oh, that's where does the hole nice. go to? Do you have to? Does it leave his apartment? Like where I does think, he stick his? I think he's the guy behind the hole. So you're like, hey, if we go to this guy's apartment, there's a hole in the wall there, and you can. I think or you, something. You guys want to? What's going on tonight? You guys want to hit up the Toronto hole? <laughs> I got the best glory hole in all of the city of Toronto in my apartment. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Who's the sucker on the other side? Me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. But, like, yeah. I, but I was shocked. I'm like, oh, it's like It's, it's like when a, a restaurant says they've got the best soup. <laughs> <laughs> What's so good about this hole? Me, it's really wide or it's got cushioning around the edges. What's so good about it is that I don't know who's on the other side ever. And I get to just put it in my mouth. <laughs> but like I was surprised that it was at his own house because I thought isn't it like zoning bylaws oh, great to point. go against that and you know what unless he owns that apartment I'm going to guess his landlord isn't going to be too approve. happy that there's a big hole in the wall here's my impression of a construction crew uh, <laughs> making a glory hole in a guy's apartment 
Were those rivets being yeah. put in? Yeah, and hammers. Yeah, you don't think about that There you part. go, mister. The glory hole is done. It looks <laughs> beautiful. Beep. Beep. Or like being in the unit next door, like, oh, construction on this glory hole has been going on for weeks. <laughs> the street is all dug up. <laughs> there it is. And it's like half a cardboard box with a hole carved in it. <laughs> Cubes on the around the ring of the hall. Oh, hole. gross! <laughs> we should have reviewed him on Yelp before hiring this guy. Thanks for coming over. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to disappear, and someone is going to be on the other side of this cardboard box hole. And he has like a painting above. It's the, the best in Toronto. <laughs> he has a painting above the glory hole, and the eyes are missing, so like he can stick his eyes through the painting and his dick through the hole. <laughs> <laughs> People keep confusing the glory hole with the garbage chute, and I had a pretty weird thing happen last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone stuffed an old banana peel in the glory hole. Surely that wouldn't be so bad after a long night of not banana peel. <laughs> the yeah, glory hole is the banana peel. <laughs> the glory hole stinks now. <laughs> Someone sullied my glory hole with a fresh banana peel. Put up a sign like, no garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So what do I give Betty Braun out of 10? Oh, fuck. I'll give her a six. But also Dan a six. Seven. He's yeah, see, worse, I like that. Right? I like that area. I, I, I would give Dan didn't kill anybody. That's exactly. <laughs> that's the Dan hard is part. a bad. Seems like a bad, bad guy. Yeah, that's what's okay. tipping but it. That's a that's an ultimate sin. She gets a seven. He gets a six point seven. <laughs> Did you say it's an ultimate sin? Yeah. Okay, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's right about some things. You shouldn't murder. No, you're right. It, it does tip the scales a little bit. The murder element. Yes. Uh, now shall not. Well, uh, Jackie, um, is there anything else you wanted to mention about your what what, what people can see of yours oh. uh, before we? Yeah, well, I would just say just go check out the album. It's my newest pride and joy. Yeah, yeah. Splash pad. And, what, and yeah, we'll, we'll have your Instagram pad. and Twitter up there. Yeah, check Follow me out. Jackie. And I always talk about um, what I'm up to on on Instagram. Great. Instagram's the best one. What's your mm-hmm. handle on Instagram? At Jackie Pierco. J A C K I E P I R I C O. All right. Wow. And if you are enjoying this chat with Jackie. Uh, go on the Patreon feed because there's going to be more mm-hmm. with us and Jackie on there. Yeah, I'm going to be cropping up on the Patreon like a mole out of a, out of a, a little mole out of a hole in a whack-a-mole. You can't get rid of me. Absolutely. It's crazy. <laughs> well, guys, that sounds like it was another fun episode of... has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, 
automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.